0: The Shot Caller. That's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level.
1: What's up, Los Angeles? It's me, your host, Casey Diaz of the Shock Collar Podcast. Hey, man, uh, I, I, uh, I'm i so intelligent. You know, sometimes it just, I baffle myself uh, how smart I am by not pressing one button. So anyways, we'll tell you all about that in a, in a bit. But I told you guys that we were going to have a wonderful guest here uh, a week ago or two. And... Um, Well, they're here now, and um, I want to tell you this uh, before we even get to the interview. um, There's people in your life that come, you know, into your life, into your circle, and you just kind of, they they leave you with your jaw dropped because it's not just, sometimes you do jobs, right? Um, I've been in business for quite a bit, uh, and sometimes it's just a job, and then that's it. But then there's people that come across your life that impact your life. And you do things together, and it just, um, there's something about it. And in today's episode, I have with me not only one, but this is a dynamic duo of uh, Mike and Nicole Yorkie. Welcome, uh, guys, to the Shot Collar Podcast. I know that we've been wanting to get you guys uh, on here for quite a a bit of time now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The book was released in 2019 of April 2nd, Mm -hmm. and uh, we are now just uh, doing this episode with you guys. But I think um, we're gonna have fun.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's (laughs) great to be here. I'm glad we drove up. I live in uh, North uh, San Diego County, and so it's um, not around the corner, but Obviously, this is something that Nicole and I would drive up to for sure.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for making the time and being here. Uh, one of the coolest things that I got to um, enjoy from the gate uh, for meeting you in this project. And and before I even get any further than that, um, we met through a KKLA interview. And that's how... It kind of unravels from there.
2: Right. You uh, were on the show with Frank Sontag, uh, the host of uh, the KKLA uh, Drive Time Show in the afternoon. And um, obviously you told your story, which was really engaging. I don't know who said it first. That'll be interesting to find out. But I had written Frank's book, uh, Light the Way Home, which was his story of how he came out of the new age into... um, uh, Becoming a Christian. And uh, I think you two started talking about, well, yeah, I mean, people have said I should always write my book, you know, type yeah. of thing. And Frank said, well, you know, I worked with a guy named Mike Yorkie and, you know, did a nice job. Why don't you look him up? Yeah. And then I think he did a Google search on me.
1: I did. And um, actually, my, my business partner, because uh, <laughs> there were several calls uh, that happened right after that, that phone call. that the uh, episode uh, with Frank Sontag and uh, it it was, it it just so happened that people started calling in and some were interested in, in writing the story and Micah Pyatt, who's my business partner in this uh, says, uh, you know, why don't you look up uh, this Mike Yorky guy? And uh, I looked him, I looked it up um, and there you are uh, with, (laughs) I mean, pages of books that you've, uh, authored and, you know, collaborated in and just teamed up with certain people and then books that you wrote yourself. And the first thing that I, uh, that I saw there was, uh, which was funny because uh, I, I told Mike, I said, Hey, I looked up Mike Yorkie on the internet and, uh, he's, he's pretty tall, man. He's a pretty tall guy. <laughs> and when we met at, uh, Panera Bread, mm-hmm. um, Orange in, in Orange County. We met halfway. And uh, you walk in and Mike you, uh, Mike Pyatt looks over at me and he says, yeah, really tall. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great inside joke uh, that uh, I think you just heard the it now.
2: And for the record, I'm 5'9". nine, so <laughs> I'm Really saying. tall. But that helps when you uh, fly economy class <laughs> <laughs> Listen we, we,
1: we, uh, for, for a Salvadorian, anything beyond 57 is really tall <laughs> just, <laughs> just, it, it just works out that way. <laughs> but, but you're here with your wife Nicole, who happens to to she bakes these things, the, these cookies and these chocolates that are just phenomenal. And um, they're the cold Swiss bliss. Uh, and this box says oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Like I want to take a break right now. Get a glass of milk with ice. The
0: cookies are over there.
1: And the cookies are. Oh, oh, these are chocolate.
0: Those cho- are chocolates.
2: Oh, those <laughs> are chocolates. <laughs> what else did you put in Oh there, my Nicole? goodness.
0: Toffee and. Um, I forget Caramels. Caramels. Yes.
1: Let's just say heaven in a box. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good you know way of putting heaven in a box Uh, but thank you nicole for coming here and uh we'll talk about the the baking that you do because it's it's, it needs to go out there i mean uh, i don't know maybe something will come out of that um (laughs) but but i I always wanted to ask you the question you know because a lot of your books are sports figures they're uh uh, having to deal with family with men Mm -hmm. men's ministry Mm -hmm. uh and there's there's no there's no book that I uh, saw uh, while I was researching you that had any anything to do with gangs or prison. No. Um, so why did you say yes know. to writing this book?
2: Oh well, Casey, that's an easy one. It was your story, <laughs> uh, and I saw a beginning, a middle, and an end, and a great redemptive end. And that's what uh, you know. It, you work in the Hollywood industry a little bit with your sign company. They talk about three-act uh, movies. Yeah. All movies are three acts, and uh, I saw that in your story when I heard it. And I said, "Oh my goodness!" But it's—I um, thought too—that the um, you came to the table with some some different things. You um, you were able to. Um, the Latino community, I think, needed a hero. And you were a hero to me. And um, also, your mother tongue English really helps because, um, obviously, I write in English. Okay, My wife, Nicole, is from Switzerland. She speaks five languages. Your Spanish is very, very good. But uh, to reach uh, the American community, which is basically English-speaking, Um, we needed somebody who could articulate what he went through. And you could articulate that for me so that I could write your story. And so that too, uh, we talk about changing demographics in Southern California. Um, And um, we have a lot more Latino families now. And I do mean that all sincerely. We need a hero. And I thought your story was heroic.
1: Wow, I uh, wasn't expecting that, but uh, you know, you, you, you. Um, one of the things that that uh, that you did with writing this book was that you captured my voice and then put it in words. And many of the reviews that 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 we see on on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and all that stuff is people really think that I'm the one that penned all this out. I'm having to explain myself over and over again <laughs> to like hundreds of people that uh, know that, 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 you know, because uh, a lot of speaking engagements I, I, that I go to, they'll say something like, uh, you know, you just mentioned that you, you don't have a formal education or anything. How were you able to put this book together? <laughs> and and, and then I just got to go, you know, uh, just Google Mike Yorkie, and he's the guy that'll capture your voice. But you did such a phenomenal job. To the, I mean, I think that it's brilliant that people actually think that I'm the one that penned this thing out, and that wasn't the case. Um, It was you capturing my voice, and I think that's such a talent and a skill.
2: There was prayer that went into it, and and the Lord certainly helped out, helped me out. And um, you know, I love telling people stories. Yeah, Uh, more than writing, I guess you could say. I. It's just kind of like when you're with a buddy and um, uh, you're having a picnic or something, and you got something in your hand and you're drinking it, and he's, like, yeah, let me tell you about so and so. And you always perk up. Yeah. You, people love stories. And uh, capturing your voice, yes. Um, in the transcripts, I always look for words that. Um, words that I wouldn't use, words that only you used, and um, I would try to work those in there, and that's part of how I uh, let people hear you, so to speak, and, um, you know, I had to learn some lingo. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely did, right? Yeah, you know, I grew up in La Jolla, you know, it was surf lingo, It, it was... Things about rails on a surfboard and that type of thing <laughs> in the dangerous streets of La Jolla. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know, I, I didn't know what uh, getting jumped in meant.
1: And, but now you do, yeah. and, and it's just uh, you know, it's into initiation
2: game. Yeah, initiation into a, game,
1: initiation. Yeah. Initiation, uh, into a, uh, a street gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you got quite of a, a list there. What, yeah, what else you I, have I, there? I
2: picked a few. Okay, uh, slipping, slipping. You know, uh, I didn't know what slipping was because uh, you you said, well, you know, you're driving through a neighborhood. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and he said he saw another gang member slipping.
1: Yeah, and that's just pretty much catching somebody by surprise. Either they're walking into your neighborhood or they're in their own neighborhood, and, um, well, uh, they don't know what's coming at them, and, and surprise, surprise kind of thing.
2: And one of my favorite ones was uh, catching a chain.
1: Catching a chain. Uh, that wasn't one of my favorites, but <laughs> <laughs> for many reasons. Because uh, when you're the one catching the chain, it's not, it's not a fun thing. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but it's, it's when we uh, wait for um, uh, chains to get put on you and you're about to get transferred. You're either going to a court date or you're getting transferred to another uh, detention center. So that's catching a change. What else we got?
2: Um, well, I think you said that when you are going to catch a chain, you had to wear a three-piece suit.
1: A three-piece suit. It, it, it's it's
3: ba- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow. You know, people, are, the normal person, and there are a lot of normal people that listen to this podcast. I don't know if you knew that, but there's quite a bit of the uh, fan base that has formed in this podcast. I, I think we're somewhere in the range of, 80 to 100,000 people
2: now. No. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. I, oh, I'm starting to get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't tell you we're live now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: but there's quite a bit of people that are listening in now. Um, you know, we've partnered with um, uh, God Behind Bars, and that's a humongous platform that's out there. Uh, Alpha USA has been a, a great uh, uh, source as well. And, and then, of course, just... Social media uh, mm-hmm. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: that has joined us and, and stuff like that, but you know, uh, you, you captured some. And I think it was a learning, a learning adventure for both of us, because I had I had no clue of how to even start, how to even begin a mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. and then, well, you had no clue about prison and mm-hmm.
2: and gangs and, and That's and all why that. I really like my job. I get to learn about all these things. I was fascinated. And you can tell by the questions maybe I asked you. Yeah. I wanted to, you to tell me what was in the cell, I, I, every every little thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was the toilet like? And you told me there was no seat on it. Yeah. Uh, it was made out of silver, right? Or, yeah. Or aluminum? Aluminum. Aluminum. Or metal, know, whatever you know, it is. Porcelain. Stainless steel. I always think torsins I mean, so I'm, I always think that toilets are white porcelain.
1: Yeah, we don't have that there, Mike. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> you don't so, have that. So I was
2: generally interested in every little thing. And um, so that's why I would say it was a challenging book to write, but it's also interesting and got pretty fun, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that you uh, asked me to do was to record. And then you... you I have a good memory in in certain things that I really enjoyed doing. This was one of them. You you told me to get a a recorder and go as far back as I could Mm -hmm. in my childhood. Mm -hmm. And then you said something important. You said, talk about the things that you even think that aren't useful for this. Just talk about them and let it just come out. I don't know if you remember saying that.
2: But, Actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and and I thought about that, and I went, okay, well, why would I talk about things that that might not be useful? And but that helped me go far back as in, in detail
3: mm-hmm.
1: in some of the the certain mm-hmm. stories that are put in this book.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know, uh, most of the recordings were done here in Burbank at the parks, at two uh, particular parks here, uh, where I would literally carry this recorder in my pocket and randomly uh start recording. And I'd mm-hmm. pull over to this mm-hmm. to uh to the uh to these parks, go sit at the same benches. I still remember the benches that I that I sat on and I put the recorder and I just start talking to it uh into it and um and then we had, you know, some work on your end right. to do.
2: And there were more phone interviews and, and uh, that type of thing. And I believe uh, we met for the first time at a Panera. At a Panera, Brent. Uh At South Coast Plaza in Orange County. It was yeah. kind of halfway for both of us. Uh-huh. And um, uh, that's where we, oh, I think, three hours we spent in there. Yeah. And I got a lot of material. But, you know, when I wanted you to talk a lot about early years because that really impacted how you got into the gang life Uh, I needed to know who your parents were what your dad was like and um, and even the time when you talked about how you were you left the gas on in the in the house and you're gonna light it because your dad was snoring he I guess had had one too many the night before, and he was on the floor, living room floor, and the uh, thing for the gas heater, I guess, was kind of broken or was leaking glass, and you're ready to light it.
1: And uh, you know, there was that. Um, there's so many things, and one of the things that uh, I learned uh, from one of the other things that I learned from this project was when you're going back into your into your life. There's some incidents that, as a Christian now, made my stomach turn. Things that Mm -hmm. I I had did, Mm -hmm. and there were crimes. Mm -hmm. That looking back and then reflecting and then grabbing all the details of it, uh, I literally would get sick to my stomach. Because you know that, well, these are things that you've done. These are things that, these are people that you've hurt. And and that was tough. I think that was the toughest part for me. I
2: I had to make you recreate that. Because there's there's an old saying in writing, you know, it's called show versus tell. Don't tell me you were in the gangs. Or don't tell me you did a lot of bad things. Show me. Yeah. And so, yeah, we recreated uh, scenes of you uh, trying to catch uh, other gang members slipping. Yeah. Yeah. we had uh, scenes of uh, robberies and uh, taking out guys, uh, gang other gang members that were hanging out uh, outside your school, um, and so yeah, those were tough to put you through. But I think it really made a really good book.
1: I, I think so. I think we got a good book in our hands. <laughs> but but, and then you invite me to you ask if I could take you to one of your son's homes. Right. Well, uh, yeah, when
2: we interviewed at uh, Panera, uh, Nicole drove me up, yeah. and our son uh, lived a couple miles away, mm-hmm. um, and he's married with, um, well, was it two boys or three boys at the time? Three boys.
0: Yeah, he already okay. had
2: three. And, um, and so Nicole dropped me off, and, and um, when we met, I said, hey, would it be okay if you dropped me off at where Nicole is, at my son's house, and because uh, it was kind of on the way, so I didn't think <laughs> it would bother you too much. And then um, I just uh, brought you and Michael uh, right into the house. And then what happened, Nicole?
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, I like opened the door and I said, "Oh, come on in, come on in, and <laughs> let me introduce you to my grandkids, three of them." And um, then I thought, wow! I just love, let a guy who was in prison and killed somebody come in, <laughs> meet my grandkids. Well, the, 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 the,
2: then on the way home, I think I told you a lot more than I learned yeah, about yeah. Casey yeah. <laughs> that afternoon. <laughs> so she said, like, "Great!" Funny, <laughs> but
0: I just felt very comfortable, and you didn't look threatening, or you know. And, uh, so we just had a connection too right yeah. away, and. Yeah, it just felt fine, normal, it, you know? Yeah,
1: and, and, you know, we've known each other for quite a, uh, quite a bit of time now, uh, yeah. you know, on phone calls, on uh, meetups. Uh, meet I,
2: I was going back through my notes. I think this started in 2015. I believe so. Oh. I believe so. And so this, people think, oh, yeah, write a book, uh, <coughs> you snap your fingers, and uh, <laughs> it's done a couple months later. I think we worked three years on this.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think that right, you're right about right on that one.
2: And um, I mean, should we talk about how um, you know I did it on speculation?
1: Yeah, I mean for
2: a long time. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, you know, normally um, when people commission me to write books, um, they pay me. One <laughs> <laughs> <a> thought, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we like to eat. <laughs> we like to eat. <laughs> But, um, you know, you're a young family man, and uh, three kids and all that, and um, you didn't have an, enough money or any money, really, to to pay me. And so, on those situations, when I hear a story that I really like, um, I can work for speculation, meaning that, okay, on my end, what I need to do to get a publisher interested is I have to write at least two chapters and a like forty page proposal on why they should say yes to doing this. Normally I charge five thousand dollars to do that. Um and um I think what happened I can't remember if I did the proposal. I just kinda kept writing because I once I started writing I couldn't stop. Uh yes. I did stop because I had to work on pain projects.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Emphasis on uh, they like to eat.
2: (laughs) And so, um, you know, there were were some months that I borrowed against my house uh, to work on this book. And, um, but I, as I've told Nicole, we joke about it, I've never missed a meal yet. Yeah. And he's provided... Uh, in ways unimaginable. And so uh, I just kind of kept working it on the side. And I think I had it 80% done, maybe 70% done. and um, But then I had some other projects, and it kind of sat on the shelf for about six or eight months. And Michael Pyatt called me up and said, hey, if I slip you 5,000, will you will you finish it? and um you know what that he really stepped up i i have to say because that was kind of the impetus okay fine i I, i've put a lot of my time into it but here's michael saying hey can you get the thing to the finish line and so i did and uh, we finished the book and of course there were some surprises that i didn't know at the end you know the part about you getting released from prison and then he didn't get released from prison. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was a huge surprise. Yeah, and I, I won't spoil it for those who are going to read the book. But we um, got the proposal done. I, I have an agent, Greg Johnson, at WordServe Literary, and uh, he was high on it. And so we started shopping it, I think... 2017 or 2018? I I was trying to figure it out because, okay, it went out in uh, September of 2018. No, it came out in
1: 2019. April
2: 2019, so it was 2017. Yeah. It went out, and uh, we got a lot of quick rejections, right?
1: Um, they were the kindest rejections. I've ever had. Dear brother. Dear brother Casey. Dear brother Christ.
3: Servant of the Lord. <laughs> Casey Diaz.
1: We regretfully
3: <laughs>
1: decline your offer. <laughs> they were the kindest. <laughs>
2: so still we got hurt though. Yeah, yeah. No, still hurt. Yeah. And um, there was one fellow named Joel Needler and he was at a Thomas Nelson imprint called emanate and in nashville and um, he showed it to some of the guys in his office and it was offbeat for them obviously it was a big chance i mean you know how many you know gangbanger <laughs> books do they do and um, it's interesting they didn't say no they couldn't say yes but they didn't say no and the story that I Joel's told us is that um, one of his editors came in and saw the manuscript on his desk and said, "We're going to publish this thing, right?" Well, yeah, yeah, no, really, we're going to publish this thing. And uh, they stepped up and came through.
1: And and I remember when when uh, when so the second meeting was in Pasadena, for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sign this uh, right, right. book deal Joe,
2: joel kneeler came out from nashville right
1: yep uh and we had a really nice meal mm-hmm. in fact your dad was there
2: my dad came yep
1: your dad mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. in yep, and because
2: uh, i need another person in the car to drive for to the diamond lanes <laughs> for the diamond lane, the diamond lane. <laughs> learn my lesson <laughs>
1: you know you're not using the dummies anymore they don't work <laughs>
2: right uh, that one does, that trick doesn't work anymore
1: <laughs> but we we had a, a, a nice uh meal there and and uh and and there it went and you know i, I think in any kind of uh, book endeavor or or business proposal mm-hmm. that has potential there's always risk involved there's always so many things that people don't account for mm-hmm. um, this book could have tanked. This book could have just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we look at. I'm constantly on Amazon now. I am. I never mm-hmm. was before, mm-hmm. and I Google books, and you know, and you I've the always loved reading. And- yeah, I like right. to see the ranking, mm-hmm. and and now that I understand it uh, a bit more, you know, <laughs> I've had friends that 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 publish their books. They're you know self published or sure, sure, and. Uh, and then of course I, I'm gonna look it up right and then you look at the rank and you're like wow you mm-hmm. know it, it, it's they don't know mm-hmm. but I know that it's like it's like, a, it's like putting your book in a you know 50,000 square foot <laughs> building good luck finding it you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's kind of like that mm-hmm. and then you have something like what came about. Shot collar mm-hmm. that it just and 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 I know for a fact beyond the, the your skill and you're very skillful, you're I mean, you're your an author. You're how many books do you have?
2: Um, I believe I'm up to 115 books that I've either written or collaborated on.
1: So he just started yesterday. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> for those of you that want to write books, uh, yeah, you, you're gonna have to catch up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's way out in front, <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it, it's it's an adventure. It's it, it's something that beyond our skill, beyond the story, beyond all that, and everybody has a part in in this shot caller thing, right? And how it became an actual mm-hmm. printed book, a published book. Mm-hmm. But I, I I I think we could all agree that it was. God's hand moving it in every direction Mm -hmm. from meeting you to meeting Joel Mm -hmm. to Harper Collins embracing it and putting so much effort into it. And then the next thing I know, there's an invitation to the White House. There's an invitation Mm -hmm. to this and to that. And I've done, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've done more than 300 interviews now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of interviews. Now, I want to touch on that because a lot of people go, I have the neatest story, right? I mean, let's get real. Let's, sure, sure. Let's,
0: everybody let's, has a story. Let's talk about the ugly stuff. Yeah. And
2: the calls. <laughs> you can tell some stories. Yeah, I always about tell
0: that. everybody thinks they can write a book and they have a book, you know. Yeah. And Mike always says every week he gets somebody who wants them to write his, him to write the book and he says well who would read your book you know and that's always a good question Uh, you know there and and it's tough
1: because in their hearts there's people that really believe that their story Mm -hmm. needs to be heard needs to be read needs to be on the big screen Mm -hmm. and you've been in this in 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 your field for how long
2: um, I started writing books full time in '98. Uh, my first book came out in '92, "Daddy's Home," that I wrote with Greg Johnson, my my agent. Okay. And so um, I didn't go full time into it until about 1998.
1: And so, but you've seen a lot, mm-hmm. and by now you could sp- see the industry change too. Yeah, because before, I mean, you, 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 well, books were getting some lucrative deals. and right. I mean, they still do now. It just depends on who you are right. uh, and how good your story is. But I think mainly it has to do with who that person is. You yeah, know, uh, If it's somebody famous. They call it the platform.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his platform? What's her platform? Yeah, you know, I, I, That's for writers out there and everything. That's the first thing almost that book publishers look at in a proposal person's platform
1: and so there's no platform then
2: this makes it tough you know that do, makes it tough do you yeah. have a radio show uh are you on tv did you star in a film uh, were you a famous athlete that helps you get a look
1: yeah yeah and, and, and you know it's heartbreaking you know mm-hmm. I, i've been well, at, that's why it's so tough yeah to get this book done
2: yeah is because um you you didn't have a radio show there was no
1: platform yeah there was literally no platform.
2: So, so the book had to stand on the story. Yeah, and the story was really,
3: really good. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you know, and, and I, I never thought, you know, uh, uh, I I talk about this uh, quite a bit. I didn't get into a plane. I didn't board a plane until the age of 46. To the so, age of forty-six.
2: So it was the cutest thing. <laughs> it was the cutest was, thing. So really, we talked about <laughs> that. Yeah, it. Yeah, Because cutest We were sending a picture. I think Sana went on that trip, right?
1: Um, did Sana go? Yes, I, I think right. so. Yes,
2: and it was so cute. And I, I remember you said, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 "Oh, you, you can't that. believe
0: it! You can't believe it! They even guess what? What they? What I got? I got peanuts!
2: <laughs> <laughs> they gave me peanuts!" <laughs> so we were laughing. <laughs> cute yeah, right so that's why we say it was the cutest thing <laughs> because, you know you're like a wide eyed kid and you should have been yeah you know but you went to Nashville and that was a big deal yeah I mean I can only imagine on your end what you're thinking your it's your first plane trip out and now everyone's kind of looking at you right oh this it, is the K C D Diaz we've heard about
1: you know we we walked into um I'm goosebumps just thinking about that moment we, you know, you walk into this big building, uh, Harper Collins, mm-hmm. Thomas Nelson, and as uh, you know, this is the the beauty about being married, because your wife is always going to be the truth teller, right? <laughs> your wife is just going to give you the hardest time, <laughs> but when when but when when they actually see something happening, they become the biggest cheerleaders, mm-hmm. and so my wife was. She was on board, but she wasn't really on
2: board. What's this book thing?
1: What's this book thing? What are you guys doing? You know, that kind of thing. I think when we got onto the plane and (laughs) we landed and we're we're in the front steps of HarperCollins, Joe Nealer takes the picture of me going in there. I still have that picture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful building. And all these people are, I mean,
2: they're, they're lined s- up. They're lined up. Yeah,
1: and they're standing, and and they're getting out of their seats, and they're shaking your hand, and and I'm not used to that. I'm used to you know uh, catching chains.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what I'm used to. I'm not,
1: not used to to that kind of uh you know uh-huh. uh, uh attention attention. And so at the end of that day, and well, at the end of that whole entire trip, and we were there for uh, I think three or four days. I think it was. Uh, we're boarding the plane and when we're in the plane headed back home to Burbank and I'm sitting there and I, and I turn over to to Sana, uh, my wife, and, and I could see something in her, in her, in her eyes, something in her face that I hadn't seen before. And it was almost like a ton of bricks just fell on her. And she said, this thing is real. I said, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're in this plane, (laughs) you know, (laughs) together. And and she goes, these people, why are they giving you so much attention? I said, I don't don't know. I don't know. I really did not know why why the big deal. You know, I just, maybe because I'm a simple guy, I'm a trade guy, you know.
2: Well, you're in Nashville, and uh, it's a different city, and they've never heard of um i mean maybe they have gangs there but not like los angeles yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah but it, they were the most polite people there i met mm-hmm. um the ceo i met mm-hmm. all these folks there their attorney teams and and then to know that each floor in in every area it's the, it's its own it's such a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. and this is a thing that people that they want to write a book they have no idea of that, and this only happens sometimes. That's another thing that I learned. That just because you write a book doesn't mean that that happens to every person that writes a book. No. It's very rare mm-hmm. um, that that kind of attention ends up happening and, you know, where they they assign two PR firms to handle your... Mm-hmm. That's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. I had no clue about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh- We should note uh, that Thomas Nelson uh, invested a pretty good amount of money on the promotion, which they never or rarely do, except for their A-line authors, the the famous ones. And so, um, yes, they invested in a PR firm, which is probably sometimes $7,500 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, we... You talked about looking at the sales figures on Amazon. Sometimes it's fun to watch the jump, and I'll never forget when you're on the Laura Ingram show. Uh, the first week the book came out, and I it shot up. Oh boy, I think to number on. one. Yeah, it shot it was, to number one. Okay,
1: and I remember that morning. Um, well, the morning that she interviewed me was on her podcast. Um, and then we we were flying to, we had some other interviews around D.C. and Virginia, mm-hmm. Maryland. And then we were going to New York that night. So the morning that she puts me on, it's an hour interview with Laura Ingram on her podcast. Which I didn't even know, uh, like, her span of uh, <laughs> following. I had no clue. Uh I watch Fox News all the time, but I just, you know, I don't. Maybe because I wasn't in the mix of all that, right? Wasn't paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. And so we're flying. We were flying that night. We're supposed to fly that night to New York to Fox and Friends, Mm -hmm. and we get a call after that hour interview with her, maybe about two hours into it, and we were we were parked in front of the Heritage Foundation when her producer calls Joe Needler and asks uh, would I be interested in getting on primetime with her live on the show that night which meant cancelling the hotels in New York cancelling the flights cancelling Fox and Friends to make it to because well she's Laura Ingram right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and so Joe. You know, I'm looking at his face as he's on the phone because it's not a loudspeaker. He's, yeah. He has it on his ear. And he says, guys, uh, we have a problem. And I think Michael Pyatt, <laughs> he was sitting in back, and he said, uh, what's the problem? He goes, well, it's a good problem, but I don't know if my boss is going to go for this. <laughs> and so he had to call uh, Thomas Nelson out, out there and get the okay.
3: Okay. And they did.
1: Mm-hmm. And we did the show. Six hours after we did that show, I get a Michael Pye banging on my door. And he says, he says you know, meet me at Joe's room. And I'm half asleep. I just did. I don't know how how.
2: Is even, this midnight?
1: This is in the morning. This is after I did the the primetime with Lower Income.
2: No, no. I mean, it says 2 a.m. in the morning? Oh, or? no. This
1: is like around. This is like six or five in the morning, somewhere okay. around there. All right. So he's banging on my door, and and, and I open, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, just meet, meet me at Joel's room. I said, dude, this, I haven't even got any shower and get all cleaned up. He's like, no, 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 just, just put something on, meet me at Joel's room. And I'm thinking, this guy's nuts, man, right? So I brush my teeth, go over Joel's room, and Joel's already, like, smile from ear to ear. He's got... His laptop in front of him, and I walk into the room, and he he looks at me, and he says, "Look." And I look, and his Amazon thing was on, and the the, the back page of it. Um, you always want to look at the back page. I learned that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, number one. Oh my goodness! And she said he says, y- you. You just knocked out uh, Justice Sotomayor out of first place, and the book was right there, and Sotomayor was next to me, and I thought, (laughs) "Whoa, that was pretty neat." You know, these are things that, but they're not common things because, uh, from what we know, it's a rarity. It's 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 hardly ever happens.
2: Hardly ever happens.
1: But you know, and, and so we we go on these tours. And we're chatting with you. Um, What was your first take? I mean, have you been through this kind of thing before on several books or?
2: Um, No, um, not really. Nope. I can't say. Are you thinking of one? No, not really. That jumped out of the chute? You know, the. maybe the Every
0: Man's Battle. Every
2: Man's Battle. That was was a big project. Yeah biggest book and that has yeah. sold um i think two million copies to date but that's been a slow steady thing and yeah. that came out in 2001 which was you know when amazon was in its infancy yeah and uh, there weren't even ebooks and um what was fun about that was that we got sales figures each month from the company um and um uh, you know a month and all of a sudden it started going 7,000 a month, 10,000 a month 14,000 copies a month and um, so that's been my only experience uh, you know the, the joke is that uh, every man's battle uh, put our kids through the Pacific <laughs> <laughs> I have I, a kid I, there <laughs> Right, I know that means something to you it does <laughs> right, so I, I feel for you right now because those checks that you're writing are bigger than your mortgage checks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like,
2: <laughs>
1: barely hanging on right. you know, to dear life. Right. And this, is, she's actually on her senior year as she comes back this next. Uh, oh, good. Okay. Um, Thank God. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, you know, right, so somebody you married my daughter so they could uh, <laughs> take the bill.
2: Um, <laughs> back to your point. No, uh, this was a comment. Uh, and it was really fun to watch. It, it was fun for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are, uh, I don't expect those things to happen. You know, we were talking about, what is it? Expect nothing and appreciate everything.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And uh, we are very appreciative of what the shot caller's done. And, uh, you know, we're, we're cheering you on. I, I think it's great. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, man, mm-hmm. did you have a head of steam oh Uh, man (laughs) in february of 2020 you had a head of steam you were booked out for the next year uh you were i remember you telling me there were you you had emails that you couldn't even get to Mm -hmm. Uh, so many people wanting you to speak and so um, if i can ask you a question yeah is that going to resume? Do you think you can get that head of steam going again?
1: I think so, and and uh, it's starting to happen. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to be uh, on the uh, my next one is uh, Sid Roth. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Sid. He's on TBN. He's a Jewish believer. Okay, he's got a pretty big uh, several million people uh, watching his show, um, mostly believers. Uh, But I'll be featured on on his thing. We're waiting on Mm -hmm. approvals and all that. Um, And then uh, some doctors that have uh, reached out to us. Uh, These are uh, uh, brain surgeons, and they study behavior and the brain and all that. And they've reached out to me recently. And they have a podcast with a very large following and with some prestigious Doctors from Harvard and mm. Yale and name it—you um, know—it it always astonishes me on God's favor because these doors tend to open on their own. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking to go and speak anywhere. I mean, really, I'm not. I, you know, and the invitations come, and I think it's gonna it, as we're opening up now. I think those will start to come along again but yeah you, we were a, an engine with quite some uh, steam there mm-hmm. uh, that was just going and it looked like it was going to be unstoppable on these speaking agents without mm-hmm. it and they were fun because you get to, you know i went from not getting on a plane until 46 to only being on a plane mm-hmm. you know right. i mean constantly in airports all over the place and you know tv and radio and stuff And it's all fun. I think my favorite part of all this is what the book has done in the lives of so many, both in Mm -hmm. prison and out. Mm -hmm. Because this is a book that isn't just for an inmate. Mm -hmm. This book is actually helping out law enforcement officers, Mm -hmm. uh, chaplains, Mm -hmm. um, the the normal mom, the stay-at-home mom, the working trades guy, the attorney. We have reviews from just everyone across the board. So it's not just, I don't know if you thought, or I kind of thought that it would just be for mostly for inmates, but it has crossed those borders long ago to where we get emails. We still constantly get emails almost on a daily basis. Uh, I could catch up to them now, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we still get them. We get quite a bit of them. Um, <clears throat> and it's always that they read the book and they were either backslidden in their heart, in their life, away from God, or they tasted God in, you know, while they were growing up. They walked away from him, and this brought them back home. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's to me that's the that's better than anything. Than anything else. Yeah.
2: So uh as an author, I'm kind of interested when people you meet people who read the book or whatever. Yeah. What do they say is the favorite their favorite part of the book?
1: Um the the redemption.
2: Oh, okay.
1: For, I, I get more of the redemption part,
2: you know. When when you got released from prison and then he get released uh, that one's one oh, of the, so a lot you, of people's oh, favorites. you mean, you mean uh, in the jail sale yeah, yeah in the prison sale yeah solitary cell with the um uh, movie of your life playing
1: yeah mm-hmm. that uh coming second is uh the hard candy mm-hmm. the beatings that yeah. had to happen
2: and that was another word that uh, another <laughs> phrase that i caught up on when he said hard candy i said that's got to be in the book
1: <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, those those moments um, inspire people to, you know, because sometimes we, we think that we're going through through things out here.
0: That are tough, which they're not. Yeah. Yeah, you know.
1: It, 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 it's not until we see somebody else's struggle mm-hmm. or, you know, hardship that we kind of become appreciative mm-hmm. of where we're at in life. And uh, I think this book has done that. And continues to do that, uh, but it took a team of of, of of folks like like you, like Pyatt, like uh, Joe Needler, um, you know that 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 put this together. And um,
2: well, uh, even my wife Nicole, because when I'd write a chapter, she's the first person to read.
1: You told me that. I remember you telling me mm-hmm. that. My wife always reads every time I I, I oh. finish a chapter. I remember you telling me that.
0: Because we're the worst or the best critics, you know. Exactly. Because we're honest. So, you yes. Know? So, what, if what I, do I don't you, like it, I'll let them know. And, uh,
2: what do you remember about reading the chapters oh, as just, they came hot off the press? As yeah, as
0: say. It was mind-boggling, you know, what you went through. And, yeah, just the good, the bad, and the ugly, too, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing, the redemptive story and how powerful God is and how you're a changed person, you
1: And she lets me in her house now. Yeah, I, I think any time now, it's I'm, I'm I'm all right, right? Yeah, I mean.
0: yeah. <laughs> with the grandkids. With grandkids, <laughs> and, and I really, I I really have a. I always say I have pretty good discernment. I think. <laughs> and he passes the test. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I want I want to. You know, there's so many of us that, uh, so many people that that listen to. This this uh, podcast, as a writer, as an author, I want to I want to just for those of you that are out there and you're thinking, well, I mean, how do I get my story off? You know, how do I give feet to my story? How do I do this? Just some questions for you. Sure. Does writing energize or exhaust you?
2: Um, both. Um, it exhausts me. Uh getting started. I mean, when I'd write a chapter f- for you, I don't know where to start or something, and I, I have a general idea of what I want to talk about. So I, I start writing some paragraphs and get a page or two down. I know it's not that good. And then now the fun starts, which is um, making it better and looking at the verbs and trying to make those action verbs. Um You'll notice that um, in the book, I try to recreate a lot of dialogue. And um, you helped me on that uh, because people don't, again, the old show versus tell, You know, don't tell me something happened, show me. And you can show that through dialogue. And so um, it's exhausting in the sense that when you send it down the line for editors and somebody else puts their hand on it, um Sometimes editors feel I feel like they want to justify their job, <laughs> and so they but this one really sailed through. Um, I was really grateful that I didn't have to go back and rewrite chapters, or sometimes they say, "Well, you know, don't start out the book this way." And I started out the book, I think, in a really good way, yeah. uh, with a cliffhanger.
1: And what what was interesting is that when it got to the hands of uh, Thomas Nelson, uh, it was only one change. It was a very mi- minor minor oh, tweak. Minor.
2: I mean, it was it, it was uh, what we call a, a hand ride, you know, for a jockey. Yeah. You know, um, it was just putting the hands on and letting the horse go. And so that that uh, that was interesting,
1: to, right? I mean, yeah, for that yeah, to happen no, like that, that
2: was a very neat thing to happen. Yeah. And so. Um, it was a clean manuscript going in. A part of that was that uh, I hired um, uh, uh, an editor myself to go through it before I sent it into their editors. And then I had lots of readers, and that helps. So the creative process uh, is lengthy. I, I can, if I'm going well, a really good day is 2,000 words. Hmm. Uh, that, that's a good. A good day but sometimes i only get 500 words just because you know i, I go one direction and then i read it and go no nah, that's not working
1: so which is a good follow up question what is your writing
2: kryptonite um uh, kryptonite um uh, what's kryptonite mean again <laughs> i know it's a superman <laughs> term uh,
1: yeah uh, like like um uh, thing you hate uh thing that will Stop you from
2: oh okay, um, emails, emails. Um, jumping around on the internet. Uh, oh, I wonder if they have nice fares to uh, Switzerland right now because <laughs> yeah. my wife is from Switzerland. and yeah. you have to go s- see your family sometime
0: with sports, sports Wimbledon so, well, or yeah, U.S. You know, Open.
2: Uh, we happen to be taping this during the French Open, and so you know I put it on DVR. Because <laughs> I can't stand uh, commercials or watching games at two all in the first set. So, um, you know, getting. And then people, I get phone calls, and I always try to be um, polite and listen to people. And sometimes people call me and want me to work on their book or whatever. And I have to take some time with that. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking at my watch because um there are only so many hours in a day yeah and uh, during the pandemic i was working five and a half days a week and i was grateful that i had a lot of projects uh, during the pandemic and um, so anyway
1: now we're headed towards um and we're going to be closing up on this interview but now there's a film
2: Tell me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now the all
2: films I hear help book sales. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what I hear. That, that's the word on the streets, right. people.
0: <laughs> I think Authors, you definitely need to yeah. read the book before you see the film. I think yeah. so, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, now, you know the danger. I, I'm sure the film's going to be great. Yes. Okay. But what do people always say? The, the book, book
1: is, is always better, better, than better than the film, film yeah.
2: But they, the, they're different mediums. They're different I mediums, agree, yes. And I understand mm-hmm. that. And uh, so I'm excited to hear what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're we're you know it's in development, and we got some really cool um, news just yesterday about it. Um, that's another thing to know that you know that this this is going to be watched uh, in theaters, and this is like going to be watched in real theaters. Mm-hmm. real people are behind it. And it's going to be in theaters across the United States. And, of course, then there's, you know, out of the country and all of that.
2: Well, they. Um, how much did the book figure in the screenplay?
1: I'm um, not sure about that. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, here's, to me, the, the surprise part is, it, 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 it it's such a good written book i wasn't expecting anything first of all i wasn't even expecting
0: this this right you know totally it,
1: i i wasn't and then it becomes this and then that becomes this and you know uh, then we're here on a podcast i never in a thousand years would i you know sure it, and it's just now my hands are in, involved in so many things. Uh, to me, again, it goes back to God just opening doors, and you know, Hollywood comes to you, and says, "We want to do this in in a film." It doesn't happen all the time. Sure. So, you know, uh, obviously, uh, and by the way the way they even found me and and all this thing was through a devotional. Uh, Unbeknownst to me that uh, Thomas Nelson put a bunch of of, of stuff from the book and they have devotionals that you could subscribe to. And uh, someone in Hollywood uh, that's a believer uh, that morning was reading their devotional, and it had to do with the book. It had to do with the story. Oh, wow. And they researched the, the story, they researched by name, and then they bumped into the book and saw the many interviews that we had been part of mm-hmm. and saw that this could very well be a film, and here we are now, you know? So it's, it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting moment It's an exciting uh, adventure, Uh, but beyond that, it's, I I say this to Michael uh, and to to friends of mine, I believe that this film is going to be a giant net. Um, It's going to be one of those Peter moments where God says, throw in the net and Get we've been fish yeah and we're you know yeah but god you know we've been at it mm-hmm. all night mm-hmm. we're professionals in this thing mm-hmm. and we haven't caught yeah. nothing mm-hmm. and nevertheless at your word mm-hmm. and peter just casts his net and i mean the, the story is phenomenal mm-hmm. that the net starts to break the the, the little boats start to sink because there's just so much fish. Mm-hmm. And I think that the shot caller, the film, is about to do that um, mm-hmm. in America. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to go in other places that mm-hmm. perhaps we didn't even have an, a, an idea, a clue. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it got, tra- it got, um, it's a Spanish version of it now. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, we got, uh, A letter that it would be translated in Romanian. Oh. Uh, So now it's, you know, Mm -hmm. we're waiting on that. Uh, And who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, we we look at Nikki Cruz. That's another thing, right? Nikki Cruz, uh, you know, writing the forward on it. Mm -hmm. That was neat. And we know that Nikki's book has been, I don't know, is it 32 languages or something like that? Something insane like that, and mm-hmm. the guy has been speaking ever since. You know, I, I think that when you put Jesus first, and that's your make, main focal point, mm-hmm. then you don't worry about the other details. It's his story. Mm-hmm. It's not really my story. It's not your story. Or it's mm-hmm. if we're all pointing at Jesus, then it's his story, mm-hmm. and that, let him do whatever he's going to do with it. Mm-hmm. I do know that we stepped into. Uh, this Hollywood thing, and we want to make sure that, you know, a lot of faith-based movies nowadays, um, and, and it's been like that for a long time, they take away the name Jesus. They they, they don't want to, you know, <clears throat> everything has to be very PC, mm-hmm. very, you know, so that it draws a, a particular uh, crowd. crowd, and mm-hmm. nobody wants to mm-hmm. offend nobody. Um, the gospel is offensive, from start to finish, sure.
0: mm-hmm.
1: from from the very first verse. Mm-hmm. In, in right in Genesis one one,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. boom, mm-hmm. you've offended mm-hmm. millions, mm-hmm. and so if we're worried about that, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But if you are pointing to him continually throughout life, well, God makes a way. And I think that that's what this book. I think what this podcast. What whatever else we're doing. I, I want to make sure that we're always pointing to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just been just point blank, mm-hmm. you know. And if it's if he's not the focal point, I don't want to even be in it. Right. That that's you know. But we made that uh, that stand very early on with people that were interested in the film uh, project of it and um here we are and i think we have the best people on board uh to do this with the right hearts and with a vision that you know it mimics the book so well uh the script it, it just it just it does such a one and such a just a wonderful job of how they put this together so you know um here we are
2: Well, awesome um I hope the issue of grittiness, because that's an issue that we had in the book, yeah of um you know how descriptive do we get on yeah. gang crimes and that yeah. type of thing, and I imagine they're they're figuring that out to get the right level yeah. and uh, you know we had that issue in the shock collar too, yeah, and I think we walked the line, yeah pretty good, but, uh, you know, there was a few years there that you were involved in a lot of violent uh, acts, and I'm sure that uh, um, people appreciate how we, you know, like you said, is the Lord being honored first, and so we don't want to brag about it or anything like yeah. that, but unfortunately, these things really happened, Yeah. and they are part of your story.
1: Mike and Nicole, thank you so much for joining me on
2: sure this interview. You're Great to come up.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, you know, uh, pretty soon we'll be uh, at a uh, premiere yeah. watching, watching a this movie. thing, yeah. watching a movie. Yeah. and Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I
2: hope we get an invite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Better. We'll, we'll do a raffle. I'm just messing around. <laughs> well, maybe I get to put in more coupons. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Nicole might win me over with these cookies. Right. <laughs> you can have one right now. By the way, you know, just how do we get a hold of it? Like, if you people want to order some of your your baked baked goods and your chocolates, uh, how do they do that?
0: They can go to my website, Nicole's Swiss Bliss, and uh, yeah, and I can so the help them out.
2: And N I C O L E S, yeah. and then the word Swiss, and then the word Bliss, because Nicole's from Switzerland. Right.
0: You said that now four times. Yeah, really well, yeah, really well. <laughs> now you're showing up, right? Like. Well. She knows chocolate. <laughs> yeah. have chocolate going through my uh, veins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, uh visit her website. Uh you will not be disappointed. Uh just amazing amazing goodies that, you know, uh, you could order from her website. Uh, I think for f- special events and stuff like that and Yeah, and I do. All, all kinds that of stuff. Yeah. Just yeah.
0: call me up, but uh, My number is there and talk to me. Awesome.
1: Look at that. You don't get that from like, you know, these franchises, by the way. Uh, But you do at Nicole's Swiss Bliss. Guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this podcast. And I know that uh, I'm going to have to have you guys back. uh, Maybe after the film. Yeah. We'll do. It'll
2: be funny. It'll be fun to talk about what was different between the book and the film. Yeah, exactly. uh, You know, they're different mediums. Oh, yeah. And can't wait.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, Los Angeles, um, I always say it, I'm going to continue to say it on every episode. Make sure that you keep Jesus first.